today we, we're going to talk about Apostle Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas. Um, this is a very familiar story. Um, I, I have titled my message today, Praise from Prison. Praise from Prison. And in the prison, but free. How many of you know that you can be in prison and f- be free? And this is a story that we're going to read a text. Our text today is from Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 34. I do have quite a lot of scripture, so bear with me. Uh, We're going to read this now. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 34. It says, One day as we were going down to the place of prayer. It's good to go down to the place of prayer. So whenever we have a prayer meeting, please come. Let's pray. Okay. We met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are the servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so annoyed that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city in an uproar because of these Jews. They, sh- they shouted to the city officials, they are teaching customs are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into an inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the sockets. Around stocks, sorry. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. Again, they are praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors were immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sir, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved all along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him And with all who lived in his household, even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. 
He brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. Shall we just pray? Father, we thank you again. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Thank you for this word. We pray, anoint this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is a story about Paul and Silas. And we all know the story. We have read the story many times. And we have also, probably you have pondered on it quite a lot as well. And I'm sure that the Holy Spirit has given you quite a lot of insight to this passage. But today, when I was preparing this message and reading this scripture, this scripture has been in my heart for quite some time. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my heart, I said, what, when I read this scripture, I can see that there is a miracles happening. There is Paul, Apostle Paul and, and Silas walking, and there, there is a slave girl who was possessed by the demons, and, 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 and Paul gets so annoyed, annoyed with the word that she was saying, even though the words were, were doesn't, when I read the words, it seems like they are good words. It was very, it's come across as truth, true word. Salvation is only through Jesus Christ, and they had a message to share. But it was done such a way that Apostle Paul was really annoyed with, with the, she was just walking around declaring and keep on saying, and, but even though she was saying the right thing, but she had a wrong spirit. You know, as a believers, we really need to know and we need to have the discernment of the spirit. Someone says the right words does not mean it's from the Lord. We need to really be careful because there are people running around with a different kind of spirit. And this, obviously, this girl was possessed by the demonic spirit, spirit of Python. That was the spirit that is talked about in the Bible. She was possessed by that. And even though she was declaring what Paul and Silas had to say, it's a correct word. She was saying that, but at the same time, she had a different spirit. So we need to be very careful as well in our life. Of course, we need to open ourselves for the Holy Spirit to work in us. And when people give us the word, we receive the word by faith. But it is our responsibility. If someone comes to you and say, the Lord said this to tell you, it's your responsibility to check it out. It's, no, it's, nobody, it's, not it's not someone else's responsibility. It is your responsibility to make sure the word that is given to you is from the word of God, especially directional word. If someone gives you directional word, means that you have to do something about that word and you, you are making decision based on that word, you really need to make sure that God is the one who is, the Holy Spirit is the one who is saying that word to you. You need to go back, you need to pray, you need to read the scripture, you need to ask God. If someone gives you a word, you ask God saying, Lord, is this the word for me at this time? And if this is the word for me at this time, what can I do about it? Should I act upon it or should I just leave it? And it might be a word, but it might be a wrong timing. You might have to, you might have to wait so I have gone a little bit digress from my message, but I really wanted to say that to you because when the God, word of God comes to you, you need to check it out. 
So three things I'm going to talk from here because one thing that I realized is where did this, my question was, where did this Paul and Silas get this such a bold boldness from God? Where did he get this boldness? How, how come they can perform these miracles? We read in the Bible, all the miracles are done, and we see the amazing miracles is happening. But we, I ask the question, where did they get this boldness from? Where did they get it? Obviously, obvious answer is, of course, from God. We know that. But there, there's three things that I want to bring forth quickly. First thing is Paul knew his God. Paul and Silas knew his God. So first thing we need to know, know your God. You need to know your God. It's, you know, it's important for us to realize that coming to church does not actually make us Christian. And we need to be really, really mindful because we are not, we are not clicking, clicking, checking checking boxes. You know, I came on Sunday, every Sunday we, even though it is important to come to church because Bible encourages us to be gathered together, but we need to be mindful and, and start thinking, I even ask you a question, why did you come to church this morning? Think about that. I don't need an answer, but think about that. Why did you come to church this morning? As a believer, we must in order for us to attach with God, in order for us to live our life, we really need to know God. Paul and Silas knew their God. Because they knew their God, they knew who God is, they had a revelation of God, therefore they could even cast out the demon without any hesitation. They could just say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of her. And it immediately left. Because they had so much relationship with God. They knew their God. They knew the power that they have because if we are with God, God is with us together. We can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. That's what the Bible says. We can do all things through Christ. He knew. Paul and Silas knew. They had this intimate relationship with God. And he had not only he knew about God, he, they knew about God. They knew who God is. Paul, we know before Paul became Paul, he was a Saul who was, who was persecuting Christians, who were going around killing Christians and wanting, he was so jealous for, for his God uh, from Judaism as being a Jew and reading the scripture and he thought that Christians are just as muddling all the, the gospel gods and they're going against other gods. So he was really jealous for God. He thought, I will, do, I will really help God by going and killing all these Christians without realizing God sent his only son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was God in flesh. He did not know that until he was knocked down from his horse and he suddenly realized he was blinded. And then he realized he was prayed for, and he started to see. But now his eyes were open, not only the eyes of his physical eyes, but his spiritual eyes was open, and he accepted God. And he knew in his heart he had experience with God. Therefore, when we have that kind of experience with God, when we 
Pastor Bethwin talk about, think about a day that you are born again. What was happening for you? How did you got born again? How do you know you are born again? Do you even know you are born again? Do you have that witness in your heart that you are born again? Do you know God in your heart? You can, can you pinpoint a time when you, you realize without the shadow of doubt, at the day that I was, I know without the shadow of doubt, I am born again. When you know your God in that fashion, when you know God, you have experienced God, you can boldly declare that no matter what comes my way, my God is able. My God is able. Knowing God is really, really important. Knowing God is not only head knowledge. There are a lot of people who have so much head knowledge about God. They know the Bible inside out. And that's a good thing to know a Bible, to read the Bible. It's a good thing. But make sure that when you read the Bible, let the Bible read you. Let the Word of God read you. It's so important that the Word of God is reading you. Allow the God. The Bible says, knowing God, in Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. Do you love God? Yes. Amen. Do you love God? Yes. yes. Praise the Lord. And are called according to His purpose for them. God has called you. And so, if we know God... Even though Paul and Silas, where they were walking, they had encounters, they delivered the demons out of the slave girl, but because they knew their God when they were in prison, they could have strength within themselves. The second point, not only knowing God, but know your authority in Christ. Know your authority in Christ. Do you know the Bible says that we are in this world, but not of this world? What does that mean? We live in this world, but our, we belong to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He determines everything about us. He determines about our life. He determines what we should do. He determines what our callings are. He determines, even He determines our finances as well. He determines everything. We live in an economy of God, not of this world. Of course, we still have to work, we still have to earn, we still have to do all that. That's why we bring the tithes in the house of God. We give offering to the Lord, declaring that even though I'm working, I'm earning, but the strength that you gave me, it is yours, Lord, it's not mine. So therefore, it's the, we live in the economy of God, not of our own, not of this world. This world, even the world might go in recession, uh, we should not have to, we need to be, Aware and have faith that we belong to God. We are in the kingdom of God. It is God who determines. We live by faith, not by sight. So we have to believe that God has, we belong to God and we are in the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ is the king, right? He is the king and he has all authority. 
All authority in heaven and earth, Bible says, if we read in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have, given, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What does that mean? God, Jesus Christ, have all the authority. He has given us. He asked us to go and make disciples, baptize people. But he said, I will be with you always. He doesn't leave us at all. Even when you are feeling that your feeling says, oh, God is far away from me. God has never left you. He will never leave you. He's never going to leave you. He's always there. You just need to turn your awareness from the awareness that you have of things towards God. He is just one step, just the awareness. You need to turn your awareness from situations, circumstances, problems, prison that you are in to God. Apostle Paul and Silas did the same. They turned their focus rather than, rather than just being in prison and thinking, oh, I'm in prison. I did. He could have said, we did the right thing. We cast out the demons. That's a good thing, isn't it? It's a good thing to cast out demons. And there's supposed to be an amazing testimony. People are supposed to rejoice. People are supposed to say, wow, Jesus is powerful. And Jesus cast out the demons. But in, instead of people really flooding them, hallelujah, instead of clapping for them, they caught them, they beat them, and they put them in prison. And they could, as a human, if that happens to you, what would be your response? What would be your response? Thank God for Apostle Paul and Silas. But what about you? What will be your response when you are persecuted for doing right? You're persecuted for sharing the gospel, or you are persecuted for so you help someone and they turn around and gives you a slap. Verbal, of course. <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Apostle Paul and Silas, instead of getting upset and angry with this, in their situation, suffering for the right thing they have done, they praise the Lord. They worship the God. They knew the authority that, that, that God has given them. They not only knew God, but they knew the authority of Christ. Do you know the authority that you have? Do you know the authority that you have? In Christ, the authority comes. It's not our authority. It's not Raju's authority. I can't cast out demons in Raju's name can't. The authority comes from in Jesus. We're talking about authority in Jesus. We have nothing to boast about as a, as, a, as a child of God. We have nothing to boast about except boast about Jesus Christ himself. All the authority is given to Christ and authority we have comes from Christ.
So when we cast out demons, when we pray, things happen. We don't take the glory from it. We don't. It's nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with us. It is not even a mark of your spirituality. It is simply what God is doing. And we have to give glory to God. Because all glory and honor goes to God. But we need to know the authority that we have in Christ. We need to be able to put ourselves, all the songs we talked about, there's, we, we, we like the victory part. We victory, 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 victory part. We, we enjoy that because that's a, that's a victory. That's a, 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 demons came out and prayed and pers- person got healed. We love that. I love that. I, I love all those things. But at the same time, the song also says we need to submit to the, the authority of Christ. We need to submit to God. We need to be submitting and if we are not submitting to God and under his authority, and submitting to God under his authority means also submitting to his leadership that is put forth by God. It is. You can't just say, I submit to God and I don't listen to anybody else. We need to submit to God. And once you have in submission, then you can resist the devil, and the devil will flee. That's what the Bible says. And knowing our authority is really, really important because a lot of Christians live, in a li- live life such a way that they actually don't believe there is authority that is given to them. We have authority in Christ. Christ, by His Holy Spirit, lives inside of us. But we need to submit to God, and out of submission comes the authority of God, and we use that authority. Every time we need to, to pray for people, or we need to command with our voice. Jesus said, you, we, when we pray, we sometimes we need to declare the, the word of God, declare the victory. We declare it. We declare it with our words. But because we are submitted under God, and when we declare it, we are not saying with our words, with our only mouth, but we are declaring under the anointing of God, under the, 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 the submission of God, and the authority of God comes with that. And if you are not submitted to God in your lifestyle, then you can't declare it. You can't say it. You will say it, you will be sounding gong. It's just sound. It's just sound. Nothing. Demons won't flee. Healing won't come. Freedom won't happen. Because it's just sounding loud gong. But we need to submit ourselves to God under His authority. And when you declare it, that's where things start to happen. It's really important, knowing our authority in Christ. And all authority that is in Christ is given to Christ. That is, we can participate in that because we are a believer. We are seated with Christ. So not only we need to know God, Paul knew God and Silas knew God, and not only we need to know authority in Christ, the third thing We also need to know your position in Christ. There's a difference. Our position in Christ is really, really important. Because when I say position in Christ means that where do we stand in the kingdom of God? Where do do we stand? Because even though 
I believe, my belief is, even though we are in this world, every, our life in every way should be governed, bounded by God, not by the world, not by what the world says, not by the value of the world, whatever the government says, we need our life should be governed by the Word of God. And by the Word of God, when we say by the Word of God, it means God Himself. He determines. We need to completely surrender to Him. So He determines everything in our life. Know your position in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 4 to 6 talks about, but God is so rich in mercy. Say amen. amen. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. Hear this very clearly, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Scripture doesn't lie. And this is not only talking about futuristic. This is not a futuristic scripture. We are seated with Christ in the heavenlies right now this very moment. It is the reality of a believer. It is a position of a believer that you are seated with Christ, with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, this mystical unity, the union that forms you unite with Christ. Christ unite with you. The Christ life is death, forgiveness of sin, his resurrection, and the resurrection of our body, which is coming in the future, is in the position of Christ, in the place of Christ, in the eyes of Christ, in the eyes of God the Father, it has already happened. Because he sees from the beginning to the end. We only see with the limitation because we, are, we have time and space. We are, we are clouded, limited by time. We are limited by space. But God is not. So in His mind, in His place, as, as far as God is concerned, it has already happened. So we are seated right now in the heavenlies, in the spiritual realm, with Christ. Therefore, your position is, as a believer, you have the authority as Christ Jesus. You have a place where Christ Jesus sits, lives, and he walks with you, he talks with you, and he is with you all the time. And you can and will have the power and authority that comes through directly through the relationship with Jesus Christ himself. So be encouraged that your position is you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. So you actually have the authority. 
We need to know when the things happen in our life, when the addiction knocks our door, when financial crisis knocks our door, when sickness knocks our door, and when big arguments, fights comes in our relationships, when the relationship is going through very turbulent time, all this going through, these are a, a way of prisoning you. These things want to prison you. But remember, when these things come, you must know who God is. You must go back who God is. And you must know your authority in Christ. And you must know your position in Christ. You must have, you must know in your heart. And when you know that, what you can go back to is draw that, the, the strength from God. Draw the strength from. And if there is a commanding to do, there are some things that you need to drop off from your life. Addiction, sickness, and disease. And you, when you go to the presence of God, the Holy Spirit will tell you. He will quicken your heart saying, this sickness is not, not just a physical thing. This is a spiritual thing. You need to break that. There are sicknesses which are physical, because we, are, we have a body, but there are sicknesses that come such as spiritual. You, need to, you have to have a discerning of the, discernment of the Spirit. It's available. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's available for everyone. We need to have that. We need to ask for that. So you discern, is, this, is, it, is, it, is it a physical thing happening? Or it is a spiritual thing happening here? And you need to, if it's a spiritual thing, there might be some casting out to do. I'm not talking about casting out the demons, asking, commanding the demons, commanding the enemy to leave your hands off in Jesus' name. Amen. Set me free right now. Set her free. Set him free in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if it's a physical thing, go to the doctor. Let doctor check you. He gives you medicine. Take the medicine. Pray at the same time. Ask God to heal your body. God, God does heal our body. Ask God to heal you. So God is able, because you have the authority, you have the authority, you don't have to live in a condition that is oppressing, that is depressing, that is addictive. You don't have to live in that. God has given you the authority. Come on, church. God has given you the authority. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And devil will flee. And use the power of God that is given, that is available. Don't feel, oh, this is what it is. This is my lot in life. That's what maybe. This is what. And you, you bear that, that, that burden in your life. Allow. Command. Pray. Declare. The Word of God. Because we have the Word of God with us. Read and declare the Word of God. Even the situation might, you, you might do it for a while and situation is not changing. Don't give up. Don't give up. We know, we know that whatever happens in the end, God wins. Right? What does that mean? That means we win. If God wins, we win, right? That's what it means. So we need to really declare that in the name of Jesus. 
So, Paul and Silas, out of this story, what we learn is simply they were full of the Holy Spirit. They had relationship with God. They encountered God. They knew their God. They knew their God. We read this, the, the story. This is just a, it's not just a story. It happened. It, it really happened. It's a true story. Based on true story, it is that what happened. But for us, what do we get out of this? We have to apply this in our life, isn't it? It's, not, it's, it's okay to read the scripture, but at the same time, we need to apply that scripture in the word. So how can we apply that? Like Paul, we need to know God. When we know God, suffering makes Lord, suffering takes a different meaning. When you know God, your suffering takes a different meaning. We don't look at the suffering as a suffering anymore. We look at it as in all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and call by His name. Suffering takes a different meaning altogether. Paul and Silas didn't look at prison as a prison. They were in the prison, but they were free. You can be in the prison, but you can be free today, right now. And the prison doors, whatever it takes to unlock, God will unlock if you allow Him to. Know your God. Know your authority in Christ. Every time trouble knocks your door, know your authority. Discern, is it from God, is it from devil, or is it from my own foolishness? If you suffer with your own foolishness, you deserve it. <laughs> but if you suffer because of the name of God, God will rescue you from it. So we need to be really, really pray. Even if we have make a wrong decision at times, Yes, we make mistakes. We are human beings. Yes, and, and suffering has come. Joke aside, pray to God. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to say, Lord, I humble myself. I come back to you. And God in His mercy, He is rich in His mercy. I am not. My mercy runs out very quickly. But God is rich in His mercy. He will help you. Know your authority in Christ. Know your position in Christ. Position in Christ makes all the difference because you have a right standing with God, the Father. It's not because of what you have done. It's because what Christ has done. So you always have a right standing with God as far as God, is, God the Father is concerned. We don't take our righteousness. We don't take our righteousness to go to God. We take Christ's righteousness and we go to God. It's nothing to do with us. So... Why not ask? Why not live that kind of lifestyle and say, Lord, I am, I am righteous because you made me righteous. I come to your throne of grace because Christ has forgiven me and I take the righteousness of, of righteousness of Christ and I come to you, Lord. God, forgive me and help me. And immediately, heaven start to work. On your behalf. Immediately, Holy Spirit starts 
Say, whoa, my son, my daughter, you have humbled yourself and you are asking for forgiveness. I am there. My mercy is available for you. I love you. I care for you. I have a plan and a purpose for you. Now I can work with you because you have humbled yourself. You have surrendered your life to God. And now I can work on your behalf. You know, if you try to work on your own behalf, it's going to be really difficult. Let God do the work. You surrender to him and let him do the work. And he will. The message is done. Hopefully you got something out of it. But we, we are going again. We have talked all about the authority. We talked all about our position in Christ. Now we are going to go into a prayer. But before we do that, I'm going to ask, can we all stand, please? I'm not going to take this long, and I'm not going to linger too long. But if you are here for the first time, and you have never accepted Jesus Christ in your life, it starts with surrender. You surrender your life to Christ. Christ comes in, and he starts to change you inside out. And you work with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit works in you. You work out, and the Holy Spirit will change your life slowly. So if you are here for the first time, you have never accepted Jesus Christ in your heart. You might, have been, you might be coming to church for a long time, but today, until today, you haven't given your heart to Jesus. I will ask you, if you are that person, I just want to pray quickly for you. If you are that person, today you want to receive Jesus Christ in your heart, can you please raise your hand, right hand, so I can see and I can acknowledge and I will pray for you. Is there anyone who have never accepted Thank you for that hand. Any other hand? Anyone else? Anyone else? No, let's pray. There's one hand going up, so let's pray. Uh, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner. I acknowledge my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me with your precious blood. Make me new. Accept me into your family. Make me born again. Holy Spirit, come and help me. In Jesus' name, amen.